Hello and welcome once again to Center of Infinity. This is EK the DJ alongside Miss Courtney. Hi. And we're here to talk to you about weird things. Weird things. Weird things. This week, we're going to talk about reincarnation. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. But first, how's your week? How you been? Oh, my week was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I'm finishing out the week at my current job and then I'm starting my new one Next week, we kind of talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, exciting yeah. stuff. Yep, I'm Tra- excited. Transitions. Yeah, I got to work a couple half days because I have some like time I got to use. Up. I was like, that's dope. Nice. <laughs> um, school's starting back up soon. Yeah. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> that means Halloween's right around the corner. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, and then, of course, you know, Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And it's just, just the holiday season is coming up, and it's just the... The best quarter of the year. I was going to say, yeah, but you know Halloween's my favorite. It's the, be- it's the best quarter of the year. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's just a, it's, a, it's just an excellent combo. It's a, it's a three-hit punch, and then you got New Year's to follow it up with. Oh, for sure. And it's, just a, it's just, I love this time of year. It's coming. It's coming. It's in the anticipation of August and September. It's just like, ooh, and it all starts... <laughs> It all starts with my birthday, which is at the end of September. It does. And I'm just it like, does. I'm so freaking pumped. My birthday is like a week before yours. I know. It's like, and then what, a be- what the best time to have a birthday? It is. Because there's so many fun things happening. Yes, I know. And it's like, oh, th- this means next month there's going to be a Thanksgiving. Or wait, next month there's going to be a Halloween. And then they- we have Thanksgiving and there's going to be good food. Delicious so many good yeah, no, I was driving. Pumpkin spice, everything is yes! coming. Yes, oh, I'm such a typical white girl, but it's my favorite. I will tell you that I bought two pumpkin spice candles Look, today. That pumpkin spice, <laughs> pumpkin spice got way, way out of control. <laughs> like it over the top, unnecessary. Pumpkin spice is unnecessarily out of control. Yo, pumpkin spice Lysol. They have that. That's a real thing. What? Yeah. Pumpkin spice, <laughs> pumpkin spice, Tide Pods. <laughs> yes, you're a that's genius. What, that's what we need. Uh, so then I can smell like pumpkin spice all, all the time. The time. <laughs> always. All the time, always. All yeah. right. So um, do we want to dive right in to reincarnation? Yeah, I think we might as well just go ahead and start it up. Hey. Okay, so... Um, I'm sure that, you know, our listeners are are in some way, shape or form familiar with the concept of reincarnation. But if you're not, that's the idea that after you die, you come back as something else or the same thing, maybe different. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, but that you live again. Um, my favorite reincarnation story, uh, is the story of the egg. Yeah. Um, which have you heard the story of the egg? I know. Enlighten me. Okay. So. At the end of someone's life, uh-huh. they go on to the afterlife. Okay. Um, and in the afterlife, they are walking with uh, what they perceive to be God. And they're kind of explaining to them, you know, about their life and what they're about to go. They're going to live again, but they're going back uh, as a different thing, but somewhere else, somewhere previously in time. And like, it's this whole concept that, you know, the world is just you in different phases of your life reincarnated right. over and over and over again. 
Well, you know, I mean, have you ever met somebody that you swear you know, but you don't know them? Well, of course. I mean, yes. I think everyone experiences that. But the, yes. there's that concept of that you're just, it's just you over and over reincarnated again. And then, and eventually when you've lived every life, then you you evolve into this being. Um, and this is, I think it's called the egg. Uh, I have to look it up. And if I can find it, I'll include the link on the landing page with, uh, with the show notes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's my favorite reincarnation concept story and, 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 and I'll see if I can find it, but it's really good and it's well-written. Um, but let's talk about our first, uh, article, um, where some scientists believe it is possible to go on after death. Right. Um, I'm gonna let me close 16 links on my computer right now because uh, <laughs> because I'm that guy. I'm that guy that's got 47 windows mm -mm. open at the same time. I was doing a lot of stuff. Um, when you had an iPhone, you just left all them bitches open. Yeah, didn't yep, you? I got I got 47 open tabs on Safari. Every single <laughs> tab. Um, no, it's not like that at all. Not not. I really was I really was <laughs> legitimately pulling links from a bunch of articles early earlier to make the landing page. Uh, <clears throat> so two leading scientists according to two leading scientists this is from uh, runwonder.com uh, according to two leading scientists I gotta turn your mic on now because you're sitting down you put headphones on <laughs> I had to show some love alright so according to two leading scientists the human brain is in fact a biological computer and the consciousness of people is a program run by the quantum computer located inside the brain that even continues to exist after we die uh, as the experts explain it in quotes, after people die, their soul comes back to the universe and it does not die. Um, this explanation, uh, is, is coming from, uh, Dr. Stuart Hameroff, an American uh, physicist, um, and emeritus in the department of anesthesiology and psychology and Sir Roger Penrose, a mathematical physicist at Oxford University, uh, both of whom argue that the soul is maintained in microtubules of brain cells. Uh, the two scientists refer to this as uh, orchestrated objective reduction, or ORCOR, uh, or ORCOR, I guess. Um, allegedly, when human beings are clinically dead, the microtubules in the brain lose their quantum state but are still able to retain the information inside of them. And even through the deterioration of the body, like that quantum information returns back to the universe. Can I ask Thus, a question about this? Yeah. yeah. So are we, are we going to say like a program almost? I mean, yeah, theoretically. Yeah. That, that's right. A, that's, like a hard drive, your body, they're saying your brain is a hard drive kind of in life as a program. Right. And even when the computer shuts down the memory, the data still was Well, because the computer doesn't shut down just the hard drive. Right. The computer is, is the world. So if you're like, yo, we just upload your data back in, like it's a, like the simulation is what some people would say. Right. That's like, that's, yeah. that's essentially like the structure that they're hinting at. Like the, that possibility could possibly exist because, because they believe that these, this the information is stored in these, these tubules, uh, doesn't, doesn't stop existing. Well, that could be it true. It can't, it can't <laughs> deteriorate. It can't stop existing. It, I had it a just, listener just, text in and say the matrix, the matrix, right. <laughs> but it is like plugged back in, but that could explain like dreams and things like that. Or also the deja vu when you feel like you've done something before. 
Yeah. Because I've definitely, mm-hmm. like, I, <laughs> I don't know um, how safe your show is, but I've done some things before that are, like, crazy, and it didn't make me think of this stuff. But when so- soberly thinking, <laughs> I definitely think that I remember things sometimes like like being somewhere you know what i mean like yeah was, like, absolutely not like yo like that was like i was like yo i was going to the store or something like random something where yeah. you're like that but it wasn't my life or something and now you're like is that a dream or is that part of your i've actually been out with drive yeah i mean i i think so because like i've actually been out with my friends and <clears throat> seen like Something, something like a, a reflection in a window or a mirror or something of somebody else, and I'm like, this is definitely like I've seen that person before, but I have absolutely no idea who that person is. It's just like it's you know, I don't know. It's hard yeah, to explain. No. It's very hard to explain. <laughs> it's like you've been here before, and that's why you're like, and that's even a thing. Like I know you, but I don't. And that's, I've said that to somebody before, which is funny because I came in like halfway through your conversation. I'm probably steering this in a way wrong direction, but <laughs> I am freaked no, out. Actually, actually, deja I'm vu. freaked out by it. Yeah. Deja I, vu is, is going to be I, one of our topics. I yeah. think that I've lived before. Like I remember specific things like that. I'm like, yo, I was not as me. Well, hold, hold on to that thought because that's our next article is <laughs> talking about. Yeah, yeah we talk about people who like, yeah, remember past lives. We're gonna... I don't, it's not like, I'm not crazy with it like that. It's just like, you know, like dreams or something where, yeah, I don't like. Well, there's lots of different ways that it No, I seen a kid that like, like told people where his dead body was at. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh-huh. That, he was like, yo, someone killed me and they buried me here and he took his parents there. Oh, sorry. That's crazy. Get that's out crazy. of here. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. See, I did that on my show. Wait, we got, we, we got so many more than just that. But, let, but to finish off our first article, uh, <clears throat> this uh, theory was shown on the Science Channel's ongoing documentary show, Through the Wormhole. You've probably heard of it. Yeah. Uh, so to quote Dr. Hameroff, let's say the heart stops beating and the blood stops flowing and the microtubules lose, lose their quantum state. The quantum information within the microtubules is not destroyed. It can't be destroyed. It just dissipate, distributes and dissipates to the universe at large. If the patient is resuscitated, revived, this quantum information can go back into the microtubules and that patient says, I had a near-death experience. If they're not revived and the patient dies, it's possible that this quantum information can exist outside the body, perhaps indefinitely as a soul. So then you do you think that that's why... Um people always say that they see like a light or a tunnel because it's like their actual soul leaving their body. Transcending. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I say something too? It's a big thing that is not inside of that is that whenever you die and when they bring you back, all of your serotones in your brain are triggered. So people are saying like you the were dead. Stuff. No, everything, everything is re-triggered when your brain gets restarted. So they're like you, you might not have remembered what you thought from when you were dead, but except for right before you woke up, which is you know like oh your brain re like when you your start hearted when your heart started again, mm-hmm. everything in your brain went back on. It's like the lights are all back on at the same right. time. Boom, and then you're like. I saw that before I woke up. That might be all that you remember versus 
like, oh, when I was dead, I remembered that. You're like, no, you remember when you came back to life and all your serotones went out there and it was like you were high on ecstasy. You know, for like five <laughs> seconds, you know what I mean? Because that's basically what your brain does whenever you come back. But there's a movie of Flatliners where they like yeah. die on purpose. Yeah. Right. And yeah, they're yeah. trying to see like how long What's your brain does yeah. react after you're gone. And Well, because it's like, it's almost like a high. Like there's like an adrenaline rush that happens. Right. Right yeah, when they come I back. I passed out before from just lack of oxygen. And you definitely realize right away. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm not dead. I'm alive. <laughs> it's like it's definitely okay well i don't think i've ever passed out that hard you, but you, dang. if you uh, you've never been you've never done it on purpose where you bend over and then you like stand up and you know like to you get like the lack of oxygen somebody yeah. will like grab you or whatever you're like oh you bend over and breathe for 30 seconds we were kids dude i was a kid <laughs> You like oh you bend over and breathe for 30 seconds and then when you stand up i'll pick you up and you will you know, you'll pass out. Or I don't know it, that I ever had any friends that I trusted that much yeah. to do that with. <laughs> I don't know if I did either, but we did it. And that's why you just, you just fall asleep for a second. It's just lack of oxygen to your brain. But it definitely, like, mm. you don't know it happens. And then you do know whenever you wake up because you're like, I'm not dead. I'm awake. And it's the first thing you think. But... Also, if I could say one more thing, and sorry to talk so much on your show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave here in a second. I just want to say, but I talked to a dude who died like seven times, OD'd. He like OD'd oh like God. six times. And I asked him about being dead, and he's like, I don't know. And I don't know if he's on drugs, but I'm like, know. yeah, he took like, yeah, I died. And well, they brought clearly me. Clearly, like, he OD'd. But he was dead. <laughs> and I'm like, what? But that if you die, you wouldn't still be high. That's your physical body. Your physical body, your brain is high. Your spirit, or whatever your consciousness yeah. is, sober. is is your consciousness. That's whenever people say they see ghosts, and I'm like, my biggest thing is, I think all ghosts would be naked. Like, how does your clothes they go would with all you? Be naked. How would your clothes go with you? My clothes are not yeah. part of my spirit or my inner thought in my brain. Like, it's just my clothes. If I died right now, would I be wearing this crap? Oh God, I hope not. Oh damn! Did she, just, did she just stab at your style? It's a jab yeah. at the style. Damn. No, I'm just fucking with you. But no, there are, are a lot. Idiot? Yeah, there are. There are. Aren't there people that have talked about like seeing ghosts and stuff like that, but not really necessarily seeing their clothes per se? Like they you might remember like a, a glow. Yeah, right. like a face attached. I to believe it. some of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also, like, who would get to pick? Also, how does your face go with you? Right. I think, though, if you got... That's why it's bone structure and skin. I think that a big thing... Like, spirits don't look the way that people portray them if they... If it is. And that's why, like, how how would you get to choose? You know what I mean? Who gets to choose? Why would you get to come back and haunt me but I can't come and haunt you? From... I don't know. From, um... Also, if I could choose my spirit, why can't I just leave my body right now and haunt everybody? <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, if you're like, yo, I just want to stay on Earth and be Peace be up. mean to people, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think that that would be a thing. It makes more sense to me what he's saying with that upload thing, dude. I think the world. I'm saying. I think the world is the simulation. I'm one of those people. Like this is a simulation, and here's one of my conspiracy Data stored theories. Stored in tubes, little, no, little nanotubes. The best conspiracy theory brain. that uh-huh. I have on this is that you're upside down in spoons. You know what? When you look at the spoon, right. you're upside down. 
that was a glitch okay. that they never fixed and people just realized it because why? Why are you upside down on the spoon? It's just a glitch in the in the game and they people realized it before they could fix it. And then that, now it's just a thing where you're like, oh, if you're looking at yourself in a spoon, you're upside down. I didn't know that. You've, you've never done that? No. Do you know about that, EK? I have, have to get some spoons in here and do some yeah, experience. Yeah, no, if you look at a spoon, you're have, upside like, down in a spoon. I have, like, serving spoons in my backpack. You, I kind of want to do it. You are definitely upside down in a spoon, and that's why. And I think it's just a glitch in the game when they couldn't figure it. They are like, damn uh -huh. it, everyone noticed before we fixed that. We just got to roll with it. I think you didn't pass out so many times. You know quite a bit of information about mm -hmm. this. Uh, <laughs> all right. Are you, hey, what? No, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like, not you right now, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to roll out of here. I appreciate you coming on my show. Thank you for showing. The, uh, Nick is the host of Below the Deck, which airs right before Center of Infinity from 7.30 to 8.30 on Tuesday nights. Uh, this week he had uh, Naya. Um, Naja Mickens. Naja. Naja. He's uh, Fredericksburg, uh, Miss Junior, Miss Fredericksburg Fair this She's year. She's got so many cool. titles. So it's many out titles. Of control. She's but in a lot of movies and stuff, too. But, yeah, I just want to stop through because Courtney came through and showed love for my event on Thursday, too. And I, well, I was still here, so yeah, that was stop fun. for a second. And she always brings the best treats. When y'all hear the treat section of this show, it is facts. I'm here to back that. <laughs> facts, I had a, he says. What was that? The strawberry? Was that a bonnet? What was it? What was that called? Oh yeah, I I made a um a strawberry filled beignet. Beignet, see, oh, yeah, fire. Uh, brownies, fire. The cake last week looked like just some chocolate cake with some vanilla icing. It was, but black chocolate or uh, black cherry. Yeah, it was Ooh. um cherry chocolate velvet. Ooh. cream cheese icing. Fire. Um, so yeah, everything is good on. On that food show part of this. <laughs> Shout out Courtney for stopping by. But yeah, um, I'm going to jump out of here. My bad. I didn't want to. I just kind of bombed in on their show cool. while I was walking through. Thank you, Nick, for stopping by. Thank you. And make sure you check out Below the Deck where he's hosting. He's got all kinds of local uh, uh, talent artists, entertainers, models, uh, business owners. Get in touch with Nick Paltz of Below the Deck. Uh, we got his business cards, fresh new business cards, too. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. <laughs> All right, thank you, Nick. We're going to jump into our next article. Uh, we're, uh, next article is 10 Claims of Physical Evidence of Reincarnation. Yeah. So we're going to jump through a couple of these, um, and we'll leave the article on the landing page for people to uh, check, out, check out for themselves to read the rest. Um, but transferred birthmarks... So in parts of Asia, people believe that uh, when a person dies, uh, relatives will mark their body, like using like soot from a fire or whatever, uh, in the hopes that the soul of the deceased will be reincarnated within the same family. And if they see that mark where the soot was on the dead body uh -huh. come back in the form of a birthmark, that's the soul returning. Sweet. That's actually pretty cool. So um, they talk about... Uh, some evidence of this um and one of the, one of the story the first story is uh in 2012 uva school medicine professor and psychiatrist uh, jim tucker and jurgen keel uh an emeritus professor and psychologist from university of tasmania at hobart uh submitted a paper to the journal of scientific exploration um a peer-reviewed journal for the study of french science from alternative medicine to ufos uh, their study detailed families with children who were born with marks corresponding to dead relatives uh, in one case, 
um, a boy from Myanmar was noted to have a birthmark on his left arm in the same place where his grandfather's body had been marked. Uh, his grandfather died 11 months before he was born. And uh, most people saw the, the soot mark made by a neighbor from charcoal um, uh, on the grandfather. And uh, at, when the child was just over two years old, he called his grandmother a name that only his grandfather would have called it. Hmm. I've, always, I've always wondered about that because my family has this theory that somebody has to die to make room for the new in the family. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's always been kind of interesting to me. Um, okay, and number nine is the child born with bullet wounds. This is messed up too. Like, like, <laughs> like, because we already know that this is going to be a reincarnation story. Like, how how fair is it for like a child to be born housing the bullet wounds from a previous life? Yeah, that's crazy. So I wonder, like, I wonder what that means, if it means that. So go ahead and tell this kid's story. Like, okay. Oh, by the way, this is from listverse.com. Yes. And we will have all the links from all of our articles um, uh, on our landing page after, after the show. Absolutely. Okay. So Ian Stevenson was a psychiatry professor. Oh, my God. I'm reading. Am I? Yeah. I'm reading the right one. Um, who focused on reincarnation in 1933. He published a paper in the Journal of Scientific Exploration detailing birthmarks and birth defects. Um, in one case, a child in Turkey was remem remembered the life of a man who was killed. <laughs> My God, I can't read today. Was killed by a shotgun. Hospital records told of a man who had died six days, who had died six, after six days of injuries caused by a blast through the right side of the skull. The boy in question was born with uni, unilateral microtia. Mo, yeah, microtia. I think a which, which is essentially a malformed ear. Yes, um, and uh, hemifacial micros. Somia, I think so, uh, which is the underdeveloped, the underdevelopment of the right side of the face. Uh, microtia occurs in roughly one in 6,000 babies, while micro, micro, microsomia um, is estimated to occur in one in 3,500 babies. That's crazy. It is crazy. But like that, that, uh, the... <laughs> The concept of, okay, so you're reincarnated and you got the bullet wounds. Phantom pains of being shot in the head with a shotgun? Yeah. Ugh. All right, number eight's kind of lame. I read that one. I was bored reading it. So uh, <laughs> we're going to skip to number seven. But listeners, you can go back and read number eight if you want to. Yeah. Um, so this kid uh, at six, um, he had been claiming since he was two years old that his real name was a different name, and that he was born uh, in a little about a village about forty miles away. Um, he remembered that he was a student um, of, of a group of about fifteen or sixteen. Uh, um, of uh, he was about fifteen or sixteen years old, um, and that he remembered his father's name, uh, and he remembered uh, colliding with a man on a scooter. 
uh, and he who was on a bike uh, died on September 10th on 1992. Very specific memories for a six-year-old to, to, to remember. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty specific. Uh, he also remembered that the books he was carrying were soaked in his blood, that he had 30 rupees in his wallet, and uh, he was he was incredibly insistent. Um, so obviously, because this was really weirdly detailed, uh, this kid's father looks into it um, and finds that all this stuff, this person existed. And uh, this kid was even able to identify uh, his former self in pictures without any prior exposure. That's pretty craziness. Pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. They've even gone as far as to compare handwriting examples. Um, and the young boy was not really six years old. He's not. He's not really accustomed to writing. But right. like some movements in his signature was similar, similar and matched movements in the uh, handwriting of this other this fifteen year old kid that died. Crazy. It is crazy. Uh, number six reincarnation. Born knowing Swedish. Could you imagine being born just knowing a whole other language? So, yeah, that's, um, no, I couldn't imagine that. But the concept of, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Xenoglossy, uh-huh. which is speaking a real language entirely unknown to uh, the speaker in an ordinary state. Um, like that concept is insane. Like, Oh, if I'm sleeping, but I'm speaking Russian and it's like fluent Russian while I'm asleep. And then when I wake up, I have no memory of this. I can't speak Russian. I don't understand Russian. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. But like if I'm asleep and I start speaking Russian and a Russian person would enter the room and start speaking to me in Russian, I would carry on a conversation completely. Like right. That's what Zeta Glossy. That's like an example. That's crazy. Right. <clears throat> so there's a lady in this story that you're that you're reading. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, it's OK. Um, so she she's got this with Swedish. Right. But what, what would like? How crazy would that be? Like to it is pretty crazy. Like, it makes me want to listen to an endless stream of different languages and be like, okay, when do I understand something? That person <laughs> just said I like fish. What language is that? I understood that language. <laughs> I got that one. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. No. Um. This is again. This is Ian Stevenson who investigated a 37 year old American woman, um, who he called T. We'll call her that. Um, T was born and raised in Philadelphia and was the daughter of immigrant parents who spoke English, Polish, Yiddish, and Russian while she was growing up. She studied French while she was in school, and her only exposure to Swedish was a few phrases um, spoken in a television show about the lives of Swedish Americans. However, under eight different regression hypnosis sessions, T became... Jensen Jacoby, um, a male Swedish peasant. You know, regression is pretty serious, though. Have you ever d- seen those? N- no. Um, but that's like where you hi- you like hypnotize someone or put them in a relaxed state, and they're supposed to like uh-huh. re- relive traumatic experiences. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want. I'm not interested in that. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to. I'll have to. I used to do it for people. Like I used to orchestrate them. So we'll have to uh we'll have to see if we can get somebody to volunteer for such. <laughs> mm. Um number five, memories of monasteries. 
in his book, Your Past Lives and the Healing Process, psychiatrist Adrian Finkelstein describes a boy named Robin Hull who often spoke in a language his mother couldn't understand. She contacted a professor of Asian languages who identified the language as a dialect spoken specifically in the northern region of Tibet. Wow. That's pretty wild. It is pretty wild. Uh, Robin said that he went to school for he went to school many years ago in a monastery and that that was where he learned to speak the language. However, the truth was that Robin wasn't even of school going age and had yet to set foot in a classroom. So I guess that's where they decided that he was a monk. Um, That'd be crazy. Yeah. It says they settled on the fact that it was a monastery in in the mountains that matched the same thing that matched the same information that the young boy relayed. Yeah, so 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 we're building a we're building an interesting uh pattern here when it comes to the evidence of reincarnation. Yep. Like it seems to be that what they're remembering is is often being proved when loca- former locations described are being visited. So, so when people claim, "Oh, I'm remembering something from a past life," which it'd be immediately investigated because it seems like the 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 proof could be pretty solidified pretty quickly with no prior exposure to certain things. Yeah, especially like a Tibetan monastery, which probably doesn't have internet access or allow probably or allow photography inside of it. Right. No no photography. No flash photography. So we're going to we're going to let you go to the website and uh check the link to to read the rest of the list for more articles um and uh in the essence of time so we can get to uh, some of our other articles. We're going to go on to um to some more interesting things when it refers to children because of, often the the kids seem to pop up over and over in these stories. It's yeah, kids that are having sure. these memories. Like it's less less often adults, more often children that remember. Um, very specific details, weirdly. I wonder if, as adults, we just sort of think that they were just dreams or whatever. Now, um, this uh, this this psychiatrist Jim Tucker, uh, UVA psychiatrist. Uh, I believe we talked about him in the former article. Yes. Um, lays out this um this base base and this is from collectiveevolution.com. Uh, the subjects usually stop making their past life statements by the age of six to seven, and most seem to lose the purported memories. Uh, this is the age when children start school and begin having more experiences in the current life, uh, as well as when they tend to lose their early child childhood memories. So, um, there's a bunch of um children that uh, Tucker studied and wrote about. Um, uh, one of one of whom is Sam Taylor. Uh, born 18 months after his paternal grandfather died, he first began recalling details of a past life when he was just over a year old. When he was a year and a half, when he was one and a half years old, he looked up as his father was changing his diaper and said, "When I was your age, I used. When I was your age, I used to change your diapers." <laughs> he began talking more and more about uh, having been his grandfather. He eventually told the details of his grandfather's life that his parents felt certain he could not have learned through normal means, such as the fact that his grandfather's sister had been murdered or that his grandmother had uh, used a food processor to make milkshakes for his grandfather every day at the end of his life. It's a pretty uh, interesting thing for um, a year and a half 
year old to remember. Yep. And and be able to speak about. Right. And actually, this is the story that um, Nick was talking about, that he goes on to call his grandmother a specific name and um, right, all that. Like, that's nutty. That's yeah. that's so nutty. Um, so another kid, Ryan, boy from the Midwest, uh, he's four years old and he starts uh, having nightmares. Um, and when he's five, he tells his mom... I used to be somebody else. Um, he talks about going home to Hollywood and beg his mom to take him there. He told her about he met stars like Rita Hayworth, dancing in Broadway productions, and he even worked for an agency where people would frequently change their names. He even remembered the name of the street he used to live on had the word rock in it. Um, his mom uh, said that his stories were so detailed um, and they were so extensive that it, it wasn't just like a child could have made it up. So she checks some of the books about Hollywood from a local library, thinking uh, something will catch her attention, and it did. Cindy said she founds, uh, finds this picture um, of a person that her, her son claims to have been in, in his past life. Uh, so they reach out to this doctor, Tucker from UVA, um, who takes on the case and does some research. And after about two weeks, a uh, Hollywood film archivist was able to confirm the identity, identity of the man in the photo. Uh, the picture is from a film titled Night After Night, and the man was Marty, Mar- Marty Martin, who had been a movie extra and then later became a powerful Hollywood agent before passing away in 1964. Uh, Martin had, in fact, danced on Broadway, worked at an agency where stage names were often created for new clients, traveled overseas to Paris, and lived at 825 North Roxbury Drive in Beverly Hills. Yep. These were all details Ryan was able to communicate to Tucker before they learned the identity uh, who he described. For example, Ryan knew the address had rocks in it. He was also able to recall how many children Martin had, how many times he was married. More remarkable still, he knew the fact that Ryan uh, had, uh, Ryan knew that Martin had two sisters, but Martin's own daughter did not. Uh, he also remembers uh, an African American maid. Uh, Marty and his wife employed several. Uh, this was just few of 55 incredible facts that Ryan can remember from his previous life as Marty Martin. Though as he ages, his remem- his memories dim. That's also a common theme with this. Yeah. It's crazy. This is all so crazy. This is a great article too, by the way, because it's all about it's all about specifically these children who had these memories. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Um and then did did you see the the one toward the end, uh what is her name? Kendra Carter. There we go. Uh, she began swimming lessons when she was four and then immediately developed an emotional attachment to her coach. Um, shortly after starting the lesson, she began saying that the coach's baby had died and that the coach had been sick. Um, yeah, that the coach had been sick and pushed her baby out. Uh, Kendra's mother was always at her lessons and she asked Kendra how she knew these things. And she replied that she was the baby that was in her coach's tummy. So this girl goes on to describe an abortion. Yeah. Um, and her mother later finds out that the coach indeed had an abortion nine years before Kendra was even born. That's craziness. 
so Kendra became happy and bubbly when she was with the coach, but uh, quiet otherwise. And her mother let her spend more, to- more and more time with the coach until she was staying with her three nights a week. Eventually, the coach had a falling out with Kendra's mother and cut off contact with the family. Uh, Kendra then went into a depression and didn't speak for about four and a half months. Uh, the coach reestablished more limited contact at that point, and Kendra slowly began talking again and participating in activities. Uh, that's kind of, I don't know if I would, um, that's kind of an unhealthy attachment, I think. I mean, even even if it might be, even if hypothetically the reincarnation is true, you know, that you know, you've moved on to another life, that attachment is unhealthy to, to facilitate, I think, maybe. Yeah. Um, so before we, uh, move on here, um, Tucker's hypothesis on how reincarnation could exist, um, is, is I think interesting. So, uh, quantum physics shows us that at the most basic level of the universe, events involving the smallest particles, such as electrons and protons only occur once they are observed. Uh, this suggests that the material world may be derived from consciousness, not the other way around. Although that idea is debated by many, it's a belief that's been shared by a number of quantum physicists, including Max Planck, uh, the father of quantum mechanics. If consciousness creates the material world, then it may not be dependent upon that world for it to exist that world to exist it would follow that consciousness does not depend on a living brain to exist if consciousness doesn't depend on a brain it may continue after the brain stops working it could then get attached to a new brain and continue on in another life so 60% of the children who claim past life memories are male 70% of the children claim they died of violent or unnatural death. In those cases, 70% of that 70% of the deceased individuals were male, the same ratio as in the general population. Um, 90% of the children say they were the same sex in a previous life as they are now. Uh, The median time between claimed death and birth is 16 months uh, and 20% of children claim memories of the time between death and rebirth huh. which is very strange um, the median age at the time of a person's previous death is 28 and most children claiming memories of past life are between the ages of 2 and 6 that's just a little factoid sheet uh, on Did- T- Tucker's hypothesis on how reincarnation could work did you ever um, recall anything when you were a kid that your parents said that didn't it didn't happen? Not that I not that I can remember. Okay. Um, what I do have is cloudy memories of young age. Yeah. Uh, so at a very young age, I had a surgery. Oh, we got we got messages in the chat room, and I feel like a but- I feel like a butthole <laughs> because I wasn't paying attention. To that's the chat okay. Room. You're really into the stories, and that's what it's about. <laughs> um. So I have memories of uh, like young childhood where I had a surgery as a child. Yeah. And I remember looking down at at the the wound from where my surgery location was. And I remember I remember seeing peanut butter and jelly. 
That's what I remember seeing. That I have that I have that memory of being in a bathtub and looking down at my wound site and seeing peanut butter and jelly. Now logic tells me what I saw was an incision point with a reddish wound and then like the bruising of the purple and the and it, right. and it was it that's what I saw. Right. But because of my young age and the concept of of processing thought and making memories, what it looked like was peanut butter and jelly, and I was so young. And it was so out of place that the memory stuck with me. Right. But I have no other memories from that, like like clear memories from that time. But I clearly remember looking down and see peanut butter and jelly smeared on my surgery site. But that's not, that makes zero sense. Right. <laughs> I, um, when I was a kid, like, I, I would recall these, like, memories. Um, and the only reason why I still remember it is because, like, it's something that my mom and I have talked about frequently. Um, I would, like, I told her that I remembered being locked in a room and a woman coming in with like a, like a wooden spoon of some kind and like putting it next to my bed and telling me that if I made any noise that she was going to beat me with it. And then and your mom's like, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I don't remember that woman being my mother is what I'm saying. Uh, interesting. Yeah. And I remember yellow walls and I, so yeah, maybe, maybe you had another life. And so the, the messages from the chat room come from Mike over at uh, GGR. Uh, um, he did, he, uh, does, does uh, quite a few shows. Um, I know that he, uh, is constantly pumping out new content, so you have to follow uh, his recordings when on the GGR website. Um, go to our current shows and go down to the bottom, and you'll see the link for the GGR website. What did Mike have to say? Uh, he was saying that reincarnation totally makes sense. Energy can't be destroyed or created, so we're, when we die, it has to go somewhere. Right. Um, and our memories are essentially just electrical signals, so where do the signals, signals go? And it's a good point. Good it's point. Really good, really good point. Um, so we're at, uh, we're at our halfway point. So that was our discussion on reincarnation. We're going to, we're going to take a quick, uh, quick aside here, um, and talk about something, you know, really important. Um, at least, at least you know, <laughs> really important. Yeah, he says the most important thing to me, um, for this episode. And that is, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to eat it. Uh, and I am, uh, Miss Courtney, yes, the foodie chick, five four zero foodie chick on Facebook. Check her out. Um, brought me little heart shaped cookies, um, and Nick uh, got to snag one and eat it before he left, and I was jealous, so I ate one a minute ago. So I, I already, <laughs> I already know that this delicious cookie is uh, is gonna be delicious, and I'm gonna have another one right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I already ate it, and I'm gonna eat it again. And I'm going to do it again. So tell, tell me what kind of cookie I'm eating. So you're eating an English tea cookie. And what is in an English tea cookie? A lot of butter. A lot of butter. Which makes it totally delicious. It, it is absolutely delicious. And a little bit of almond flour. And it kind of melts in your mouth a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. It's a really so good cookie. English tea cookies English are, tea cookies. yeah, they're delicate. They're definitely made to eat with coffee or tea to have after a meal um usually dusted with some kind of powdered sugar or cinnamon that kind of thing i like it 
you should um, look up Foodie Chick on Facebook. Yes. 540 Foodie Chick on Facebook. Um, and uh, get treats. Get treats and delicious treats. And more and more delicious treats because she makes delicious treats. <laughs> you can contact me at 540foodiechick at gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah. So it's time to move on to the weird news. Weird news. Oh, oh, before we go on to weird news, I'm gonna have to play the soundbite again. Uh, <laughs> one one brief aside because um the Hill Hippie just chimed in about the consciousness having many different levels. Once we pass on the energy that is our consciousness, our spirit can move on to a different realm or come back. AKA it just returns to this level only in a new vessel. Oh. It's another, another, uh, I guess, view of reincarnation. Yeah. Um, moving back on to the weird news. Oh, I think you just like that sound bite. I like all the sound bites. <laughs> and, the, and the bites of these cookies that I'm going to continue. <laughs> so the first weird news article comes to us from Mirror UK. Um, the news article is, woman claims she's in a serious and sexual relationship with a ghost that she met in Australia, and they want kids. I know he haunts me, but he loves me. <laughs> Um, Amethyst Realm. Is that her name or the ghosts? Please tell me that's her name. That's her name. That's her name. <laughs> Amethyst. Oh my gosh. You're named after she's a rock. Rock Realm. <laughs> Amethyst Realm. Yes. That cannot be her real name. She's a that's woman who name. claims she has sex with ghosts and her name is Amethyst Realm. Absolutely. The realm of amethysts. That is the suspicious name. My, na- <laughs> my name is a cave where you find rocks. Okay. It says she baffled this morning's fans with an interview about her sexual encounters with ghosts, but now she's revealed she's settled down with one. A woman, a woman who claims she has sex with ghosts has now revealed she's in a serious and sexual relationship with one. And they've discussed having children. Amethyst hit the headlines. Don't just gloss past that. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I was hoping we could What just kind the- of child <laughs> would a ghost have go... What what kind of monstrosity would that create? I don't know, sir. Go on. Amethyst realm. <laughs> Hit the headlines last year when she revealed she slept with over 15 ghosts. What kind of ho- what the Since breaking up with her fiance 12 years ago. Oh, that's not bad. Ago. That's not bad. That's a sporadic. I okay. I thought this was like over a short period of time, but 15 over 12. <laughs> she was years. just a ghost hoe. I'm just saying. Just ghost hoe. Just just slept around. Is. Slutting it up. Um, now she's decided to take things to the next level and is in a pretty serious relationship with a ghost she met in Australia. The ghost who Amethyst. So she's in a long distance relationship. <laughs> wait, wait, From son of a bitch, wait. What? She's in a long-distance relationship with a ghost from Australia. That appears to be so, sir. 
She uh, can't see this. It's a ghost. <laughs> she can't see, but she thinks she can communicate and have sex with. And has now returned with her. She's to pretty. The UK. Why is she pretty? How did. Is oh. she pretty? She has big teeth. It's- She's horse teeth. <laughs> I, I'm just she look, you know what I'm not even to hate she looks happy she I, she does she look happy she genuinely looks happy she does look but happy I hope she's trolling I really do <laughs> her name is Amethyst Realm she met the ghost when she was on holiday she, she one did. day while she was walking through the bush enjoying nature she suddenly felt this incredibly energy I knew a new lover had arrived what the she said it's pretty serious. In fact, we've been uh, thinking about having a ghost baby. A ghost I know that sounds baby. crazy, but I've been looking into it, and I don't think it's totally out of the question. She's been looking into it, Cordy. She's, she's just looking into she's it. She's been looking into it. I didn't know that there was information about such. Grit, Brit. <laughs> Mike comes out with the new band name, Ghost Orgy. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag ghost slut from uh, Oh, Hippie. no. <laughs> Uh, okay, she believes phantom pregnancies are actually ghost babies, claiming they don't go to term because the human body and mind can't process them. Okay. Wow. So then wow. when you give birth, it goes nowhere? I, last year, Amethyst appeared on a morning oh. talk show to, to talk about the fact that she left her fiancé after he caught her having an affair with another spirit. Oh, we gotta play the clip. I gotta hold on, hold on. I gotta plug the computer oh, in. No. There's a clip, Courtney. There's a clip. There is. A there's clip. a clip. There's absolutely a clip. This is why I love the mirror. This is this so, is a great story from the mirror. Weird news. Uh, God, I love the mirror. The crazy part is that an affair, an affair. Her fiance. What did her fiance see? That's what I want to know. I, I don't. Know. I want to know. Just like her skirt hiked up and her just making fucking noises. I would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is happening right what? now? Well, it was her ghost fiance. I mean, he might have seen the oh, other ghost. It was, it was a ghost fiance. Yeah, he might have seen the other ghost. He oh. might have been visible to the other ghost because so, ghosts might be able to see each other. We don't know. Right. It's like a thing for her. I forgot that she said that she's had sex with 15 different ghosts. 15. 15. No, no, no. Not just 15. 15 in the past 12 months or 12 years since she left her fiance. Yes. Wait, 12 years? How how old is she? She looks young. 15 ghosts since breaking up with her fiance 12 years ago. She looks way too young. Apparently, she's only ever had sex with ghosts. Mm. Maybe. Hmm. I'm not sure. The the clip might not play. Oh, is it not playing? It may not because it's, um, it's from the uke. It's from a it's from a foreign <laughs> website. I don't know. I'm just having trouble playing it. Huh. It's okay. There is a clip. Well, it'll the be fact that the fact that there's a clip is all you need to know, folks. It'll check, be on check the landing out. page. Check, check it out. It'll be on the landing page. You gotta check out this clip. Um. So. One of the hosts says, I can imagine you got quite a name for yourself in the spirit world. Um, and he asked, <laughs> he asked her earlier when she, when, when she had her first sexual encounter with a ghost. She said it was about 12 years ago now. I was living with my fiance and he was working away a lot. 
Uh, she said, I started to feel a presence. Um, one night she decided to dress in sexy lingerie and hang around in the spare room where she felt the ghost's presence the most. She said she waited a while before anything happened and feared she'd put the ghost off by coming on too strong. But she claims just before falling asleep, the ghost turned up and they had sex. She said she's gone off men completely and has had sexual relationships with another 14 ghosts. But Holly asked if she'll feel that way forever. Uh, or if she may have want children one day, and Amethyst says she believes she can have pregnant by getting have sex with a ghost. She believes she can get pregnant by having sex with sex with a ghost. Yeah, I had sex with a ghost. With a ghost? Yes. But you can't wrap your arms around a ghost. No. So how? What? How oh, physically? How does? How, how does the sex bit happen? Was that it? I think so. Is it, that's all it could load. It was like thirty-six seconds. That's fine. You can't wrap your arms around a ghost, so how does the sex bit happen? Um, good question. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Do you have to wrap your arms around somebody to have sex with them? He, uh, her, <laughs> the, the real life fiance, by the way, the real life fiance oh, so uh, caught real. her, who caught her cheating with the ghost, said he says he saw the shape of a man leaving through the window when he pulled up outside. What? So this dude caught her nah. cheating. This looking into it where? Looking into the pregnancy where? Good question, Mike. Sorry, I noticed that too late. Um, um, he says he's th this girl got caught cheating on her fiance twelve years ago, and she made up this ghost story, and she committed. <laughs> she <laughs> she committed. Yeah, no, because I'm pretty I, sure what really happened is she just fucking cheated on her fiance yeah, she, and then made up the fact that it was a ghost. Right, and and then that story caught some steam. She's like, oh, okay, attention, I'll take more. I got it, attention, whore, hashtag ghost slut. Thank you. Uh, she said she was also mad at the ghost. <laughs> um, uh, she she was mad at the ghost because it showed his physical form to her fiance, but not to her. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> That's the last line of the damn article. Oh, it's wonderful, people. Absolutely. Check out the mirror has just great, great weird news articles. How about that? How about that two-headed cow? You want you guys want to look at a picture of a two-headed cow? We got a link to one. <laughs> we got a link to a two-headed cow. Thanks to the mirror. Yeah, we do. Mutant cow born, born with, with four, four eyes. eyes and two faces. Yep, and it can drink from both mouths. Yep, it can. It's legit. That's a thing. Mutant cow. Four eyes. Two paces. <laughs> it happened. Born in China. Uh, if uh, I don't know if you can be too surprised about that. Um, you know, some pol polluted areas in China. Right. Um, little animal born with the unusual features after is uh, expected, suspected to experience some sort of genetic mutation while still inside its mother's uterus. Um, but this thing, you gotta look at the pictures. It's got some, it's, it, ooh, it's creepy. It looks like somebody held a mirror down the side of this thing's head, and it's got, like, extra, it's got four eyes, and two noses, and two mouths, and we got pictures, and it's gonna be on a landing page, and ooh. There's video, too. Oh, God, there's video. There is video. I'm not watching that one. Don't watch the nope. video. Nope. Um... But it's just so weird because his eyes are, like, legit, like, right next to each other on the opposite face. I like how nonchalant the uh, the owner is. You know, all the other calves are really normal. They brought her up. They brought us about six, seven hundred bucks. Like, 
They didn't notice at first. They just thought the the calf's head was bigger than normal. But then they got closer and they saw it had two heads and it could it could drink from both mouths and it seemed to be quite stable. But it just can't stand up. It's because its head pulling it in two directions. Oh no. <laughs> EK. What? Because <laughs> its head pu- was pulling it in two different directions. Oh, that was unintentional. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I keep doing that. <laughs> um, there's a uh, a dude out there named Ghost who's slick as hell. I don't get it. Oh, he means like a person named Ghost. Uh, <laughs> I dig it. Um, so just you know, a, a slight sad note. To stories like this, you know, mutated animals typically don't don't live very long lives. Um. But you know it's gonna call call it's gonna call a lot of attention to itself while is it it is alive. Two headed cow, we got pictures in video. It's alive <laughs> and in China now. Is that gonna be the next jingle? Yep. Cool. Did you see the article from Live Science? Who's, who who this? steals a shark? I'm pretty sure they talked about this uh, on the Shock Monkeys like uh, did they last week? I think, oh, uh, but it's okay. We, 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 can, we, can, we can touch on it. It's it's funny. We have <laughs> we, we have different listeners. I just thought because so, it, it like the moron frequency of it, like we just had to talk about it. So they they took a damn shark and put it in a baby stroller. Yeah. And took it out of the San Antonio's car. So this this shark in the middle of the flatland deserts of freaking Texas, they take it and they steal it in the in a in a baby stroller like a bunch of buttholes. Who steals a shark? You should be ashamed of yourselves. How did they even like? How do you get that without somebody seeing it? Well, I guess maybe somebody did see it. Yeah, they got caught on surveillance cameras, and they arrested the guy on July thirtieth. And uh, the the shark, Miss Helen, was returned to the aquarium at 9 p.m. local time that evening. Um, Could you three, imagine? Three people. It's a two-foot-long shark. Um, so it's pretty pretty rel- relatively small as far as sharks go. Um, but they pulled her from an open saltwater pool um, where there were a handful of different shark species that visitors, shark species that visitors are allowed to touch. So that's how they were able to get away with it. Um, so yeah, apparently the dude takes the shark out of the water by the tail. Another guy wraps it in a blanket and then puts her in a bucket with a bleach solution. What the F? Uh, and rolls her out to the parking lot in the baby stroller. Why the bleach solution? That's so messed up. I wonder if they just like found a bucket like in the, in the aquarium and they were just like, oh yeah. Oh, I must correct myself. It wasn't just Scott talking about it. It was Scott and the Hill Hippie. Oh. It wasn't Scott talking about it by himself. Okay, cool. The point <laughs> is they talked about it on the shock. <laughs> I wasn't part of the conversation, so I'm talking about it now. What ifs, yo? <laughs> so there's video of this, too. There is video, in but, fact. But but it's not. It's, I don't think it's on our um, our article, but you can find it. It's out there. It's, uh Yeah. Because the shark's alive, that's the important thing. You know? So anything else to add? I know that we had one more article that came in uh, just under the radar at the very end. Um, the bonus article, if you will. Um, about 
11 signs your soul has reincarnated many times. Yeah. Why do you sound like that? I don't know, because it what sounds that? like that what kind of article. Is that? It just sounds like that kind of article. Oh, like, my God. LonerWolf.com. Here's 11 signs your soul's reincarnated. Absolutely many, not. Many I'm going to need times. for you to stop that right now. So here, here's 12 signs. <laughs> the, the title of the article is 11 signs your soul is reincarnated many times. And as you scroll down... There is a, there is a subgroup that says twelve signs your soul is reincarnated. Right, so we'll just go ahead and hit the headlines real quick, just okay. so that everybody recurring dreams, boom, yep. out of place memories, boom. You have a strong intuition, deja vu. That's what Nick was talking about earlier. Uh huh. You're an empath. Yeah. Precognition. Yeah. Retrocognition, remembering stuff that happened before you existed. Hmm. Feel older than your age reflects. You have great affinity for certain cultures, time periods, or environments. Or unexplainable fears or phobias. You feel as though the earth is not your home. Uh, what? Wait. What? I feel like that's something that else. Last <laughs> one, that last one was kind of sprinkled in there and took me off guard. You feel as though... Okay, so I just want to go back. I'm going back up to the... Okay, so the title of the article... Past lives, 11 signs your soul is reincarnated many times. Right. Then, 12 signs your soul is reincarnated. Right. Then it goes on to list 11 things. Yes. It absolutely does. Y'all need a proofreader. Come on, Loner Wolf. Let's get it together. You reincarnated halfway through this article. (laughs) (laughs) After yearning to find your home, this can be seen as a reflection of the desire to return back to the source, oneness, consciousness, divinity. Many people feel this yearning to be reminiscent of an athlete running a long race and longing to reach the finish line. In the same manner, souls that have reincarnated many times over express this basic need for finally completing the cycle and returning home. Feeling that this earth is not your home is often accompanied by chronic feelings of tiredness and wariness for life on earth. Hmm. I mean, have you ever have you ever seen the stories where people continuously say that they want to go home, but like they're in the place where they live or grew up, and they like children, children will say they want to go home. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of lots lots of creepy little evidence out there. We are definitely a couple minutes over time, so we're gonna wrap this up. But uh, reincarnation episode. We barely touched on it. There's cultural stuff. There's there's lots of other stories that, that we we really blasted through that last article. There was a lot of uh, interesting information in it. Um, we're gonna keep on doing this thing. We're looking for more weird topics. If you want to hear anything in particular, make sure to reach out to us. Um, and as usual, we'll be back next week. And you can check out the uh, the landing page. It'll be posted shortly after the show. And as always, subscribe to us on uh, iTunes. Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yep. And uh, I'm going to play some theme music. Thanks for listening. Thank you.